So just to summarize, if I can, <laughs> someone might have to help me out here. So, okay, so the first thing was, was that Anne-Marie was visited by Lena Desmond, yes? Lena Desmond, who apparently was the woman that bumped into you in the Lunar Park on that very cold New Year's Day, but she didn't look anything like the woman. Although physically, same build, perhaps, but facially, completely different. But she was wearing the similar kind of clothing and she seemed to know everything about you and about what happened. And then it transpired that she'd had some kind of, well, working done on her by none other than Alistair Crowley to make her look like someone else because she was in fear of her life. She was basically on the run, having collected all of these pieces of evidence and clues about the witch's coven being operated by Countess Agnes Esterhazy and her accomplice, the Baron Grunau, the man who's been kind of lurking in the shadows all these years, haunting you. Maybe not never directly assaulting you or assailing you, but always there with his machinations that have all caused you all so much pain and grief over the years. And Lena told you a couple of things, one of which was that the center, the locus of this coven's activities is at the famous, infamous Salon Kitty, the high-class brothel that tends to cater mainly to the Nazi high command. Not that there was a high command at this time, but anyway, at least the high-ranking members of the Nazi party are known to frequent it, including some of the people that you become aware of, such as Count Heldorf. For some reason, the next thing you did is you went back to try and get that film looked at, which she did actually say there was something very important about the film and it had to be guarded. And you discovered that there was some kind of witchcraft <laughs> involved with the creation of that film due to some shenanigans with the film technician. Yeah, something to do with Amber Grease and, and Mandrake. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. That's definitely true. All of that is true and it all happened, I swear. And then we ended with you paying a visit to Salon Kitty. And I believe we didn't do a lot there, but, but Kitty herself came out with great warmth and enthusiasm greeting you and decided for some reason that I cannot fathom that Eckhart was someone she had an extreme interest in and dragged him up the stairs to her private chambers. And that's where we ended. Eckhart is a charming guy. Yeah, but he's a big hulking ugly brute as well, isn't he? Yeah, but 86 charm goes a long way. Okay, maybe that's it. And as I said in the chat, I'm not going to wreck on that, but she is the businesswoman behind it all. She is not typically working the floor, as it were. Well, I don't know. Maybe she has Eckhart pegged in it. He's not actually here for, uh, you know, oh, the yeah, usual okay. run-of-the-mill wares. Let's position you then. So if you look at the map that I've revealed, you can see a little bit. We don't bit. need to roleplay her having Eckhart pegged, by the way. <laughs> Maybe having him nailed to the floor. I'm not sure I can afford it. <laughs> that's a horrible thought. That's, that's a low blow. I really walked into that one. Yeah. Oh, my God. So you entered through the vestibule, this small vestibule on the ground floor. You got these curving staircase up to a, a sort of landing area and through the vest vestibule into the entry hall. And you're all currently in the front parlour with this beautiful roaring fireplace, beautifully decorated fireplace that is keeping the cold well at bay. I didn't really describe it to you, did I? Yes, the bordello matches the surrounding neighbourhood's air of high-class charm. Inside, fragrant with the odour of cigar smoke and expensive facial creams, the decor recalls a fin de siècle literary salon or Wilhelminium drawing room. And as she's... I like to think... <laughs> I've got this image of if Eckhart was wearing a tie, Kitty would be sort of holding the tie and just sort of leading him up the stairs by the tie. She turns round to you as she leads Eckhart out and she says... Make yourselves comfortable, my friends, and please go into the back parlour and if you wish to talk or select the ladies that uh, appeals to you. And she says, choose, and then goes upstairs with 
Eckhart. Are you going along with this, Eckhart, by the way? Uh, yeah. I'm playing along at least to, like, the top of the stairs to the point... Like, I'm keeping my guard up. If, if there's a door going to close, and like, I might want an opportunity to stick my foot in it. You know, like, I'm not just going to allow myself to be locked up. Okay, so there's a couple of finely dressed gentlemen in the front room with very attractive, beautifully dressed ladies. Nothing salacious. The women here are, are not, like, in their underwear or anything. It's all done with a degree of taste, this place. And, you know, both of them are wearing a uniform that you probably recognize. They're definitely uh, officer material, but not necessarily of... Uh, doesn't mean they're particularly friendly, because um, they're wearing Nazi uniforms. Right, whatever yeah. passed for the Nazi like uniform back then. Brown shirt uniforms. Exactly. They're not the rotter. They're not like street thugs, these two. They're right, clearly yeah. well-bred and rich. And, and so the other four of you escorted back through the archway into the back parlour. And I don't think any of you need to make a roll because there's two men back there and one of them is Count Heldor. Now, Count Heldor, he's the man in the photograph. Wolf Heinrich Graf von Heldorf. He is this high-ranking member of the Nazi party. He's quite young, he's quite, quite well-dressed and you can make a psychology roll, all of you, as you come in. So, Amory and, and Katroyan, uh, Safina and Max aren't perceptive enough to notice this, but as you come in, you see very subtly, his eyes flick over to you, and he puts on a very good show of seeming to not recognise you. But you see in his eyes that just that half a second too long he lingers on you, and you get the definite sense that he, that he does know you, but he's pretending not to. I will, I will say, oh, Count Heldorf, good to see you. He looks up with feigned surprise and, and he says... Subtlety is not my specialty. He says, my dear, pleased I am that you think you, you know me, but uh, I, I assure you I've never seen you before in my life. Uh, you must be huh. mistaking me for someone else. Well, everybody knows Count Heldorf. Movers and shakers all around Berlin. It is a pleasure to meet your acquaintance. And he says, it is unusual for a young lady to be coming to the Salon Kitty. Are you, uh, <laughs> do you work here? Oh, no. I Once again, I pretend like I'm blushing, so I come... Oh, no, I just, they have the best hairdresser here. And, you know, this weather is terrible. So they have many facilities here for, for all kinds of activity. Yeah, that is true. But I'm sure, but you may know me by reputation, but we have never met, I'm sure. But I don't want to delay you in your hairdressing mission. So please, go ahead. Maybe we'll talk when you're Thank you. I, thank you for your time. And I, I, I stare at it a little bit and I smile. And then I, I walk towards wherever I would walk to get my hair done, which is nowhere. <laughs> I walk randomly towards the back, having not thought ahead. <laughs> So one of the girls comes up to you and she puts her hand on your arm. She says, oh, my darling, uh, I, I think you can get your hair cut here. No, no, no. Well, I mean, some of the girls have yes, yes. in the powder room when we need a, a little bit of a trim. But uh, it, is for, it is for the workers here. I, I have some money and uh, I don't really need it cut. Just, you know, like a, like a, like a shampoo, maybe. I just I, I can take care of myself. Uh, which way is the powder? <laughs> she says, OK. And she just points just you in go. the direction of the powder room. I'm going to try to get past <laughs> Okay, so you head into this sort of, this little atrium or lobby area uh, down from the main. You see an elevator there, another staircase going up. Not the main staircase, just like a... a, a, like a I'm going to go staircase. in there and try to make a like, girl talk in the bathroom. And then there's a small powder room. So there we go. Okay, so uh, just make a luck roll. I may be screaming for help in a second, Armenian. <laughs> Okay, so you go in and, yes, there, there are two girls in there just fixing their makeup. They turn to look at you as you come in and they say, oh, sorry, mademoiselle. Oh, Would you like do you know to that mirror? mirrors can be a passageway to another world? I'm sorry, I, I'm very interested in witchcraft and the occult. And I try to see how they react. Because <laughs> this is where they're supposed to be doing the witchcraft, right? 
they both look at you, and I'm going to make a, a roll. Right, well, I need to keep it. Safe. I'll look away. So they say to you both in unison, "What are you talking about? Oh, what nonsense!" Oh, well, I, you know, I look around and I, I say softly, soft enough that I make them. I, hopefully, they're going to lean in. You know, like when you do that, say, "I have seen uh, the goddess Hecate, and uh, I would like to see her again." But this time, I think I'll drink less milk because the milk is, let's just say, it's maybe too sweet for mortal lips to suck upon. Well, given that you've dropped, <laughs> done some serious name dropping there. Oh God! I'll give you a bonus <laughs> dice. I would say that that is either a fast talk or a persuade roll. I don't think I have any of that. Oh, I don't even see that. Okay, I must have that. Everybody has Everyone's it. Right? Got persuade. So, I think the base for persuade is thirty. No, I have ten. So oh, that's ten. Why I have okay. Fast talk. Oh, is it ten? Okay. Yes. Fast All right. Yeah, oh, fast talk. I have forty-five. Okay. So oh, I'm better okay. at fast talking. Okay, so I'll do All a right, fast. So that's the fast hit, talk. Hit the purple on your fast talk. All right. Yes, you succeed. Okay. That little bit of name dropping certainly helped. Uh, I'm, in this, I'm in the show business. I know all about name dropping. And they say to you, so you you have the knowledge? Well, yes. We are, we are very, um, how you say, junior in the... Uh, we are only uh, novices. We have only explored a, a small part of the knowledge. Maybe you know more than us, but are you here to join our little group I, I would like that very much the the, uh, the group that I was part of is uh, is no longer uh, they've s went their separate ways to seek knowledge amongst others because only through interacting with other people can the knowledge be spread and shared and Hecate can come and, and you know bathe us in her knowledge and milk and they say oh but my darling as you must know there are already 13 of us here oh that, that is the number. That cannot be more. And it is never, the number. And there must not be less. Mm. Maybe if someone leaves or... Maybe there's a waiting list. I don't know how this works. Oh. When is it that you uh, you, you meet? I can perhaps talk to the, the mistress. Well, I tell you what, seeing as you seem to be so nice, we will go and speak to Kitty, maybe in, in a little while. She will know a lot more about uh, what is possible and what is not possible. Oh. Thank you so much. Uh, and uh, I appreciate it. And I hope to see you in enlightening times. And then I'll just try to walk out. Wait, wait, wait. Let us spend some more time together. Let us oh, have a drink or sure. something. Uh, sure. I want to hear uh, all about your knowledge. You seem to know more about the goddesses than we do. Well, you know, uh, I wouldn't want to show, but of course I will share anything I know. A lot of the knowledge is transmuted directly to you through physical contact and being in the proximity of the, the goddess when she's showing her full glory sitting upon her throne, you know, a couple of years ago. You saw such wonders? You must tell us all. And we'll cut then to the back parlour where Max, Katrayan and Safina are probably standing around awkwardly, I imagine. I nudge Max, ne you know, next to me and I'm like, the count is bullshitting. He's a bit nervous to recognize us. I say, like, just very, you know, very surreptitiously. So I lean in and whisper, because I'm completely lost. I'm not comfortable in this place anyway. And now we've had two people sort of leave. I'm very nervous. So I, I just whisper to you, what's the play? <laughs> I have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> I, well, I say we are going to wait for our intrepid friends to return to us with whatever knowledge that they come back with. And I said, if not, then we may have to fight them out. Um, I say, I'm, I'm a bit worried about where Eckhart's disappeared to. 
Well, me, me too. But I think he went with that headwitch, Poncho, Madam. Mm. But uh, I say the play is going to be, if anything goes down, we snatch the count. I just nod and, and say I'll, I'll follow your lead. And I say what? <laughs> what are you guys saying over there? I can't hear you. It's too loud. I step on your foot. What are we doing? Who are we following? Nobody. Nobody. Would you like a glass of wine, Safina? No, I don't drink. But I'll take some meatballs if you got them. The waitress comes around with some champagne, which she offers around to all the guests. When you refuse, Safina, she says, would you like a, a soft drink or water? I'll take some tea. Tea. And some meat. Meat. Oh, yes, we can we can rustle up a quick schnitzel, if that's sure. what you want. Sounds great, excellent. Mm, very strange. Okay, she goes off and gives everyone else the champagne and, and gets a cup of tea. She goes through the open archway into the dining room. There's actually a dining room just to the back. And, and, she, and she calls to you and she says, Would you not like to sit while you eat? Or uh, the rest of you, would you like to eat too? We, we can serve many different things. We have a, a full kitchen at the back. Would you like to order dinner? And I'm going to the Nazi brothel for dinner. <laughs> what better place? I mean, I could probably think of a few better places. I imagine this is probably the place to get the best food in, in Berlin, I would imagine, a Nazi brothel. but Probably all right. There's probably like restaurants that are better. Andy, can you tell us where we are currently? You are currently in the back parlor. It's all open. It's like a, a great long series of, of grand rooms. I'm very reluctant to move. I, I prefer to be central, but I'm going to follow what uh, Katorian does. I'm more watching and listening than anything. Okay. All right. Well, your drinks are brought out and then the food is being prepared. You can actually smell the food being cooked already. The kitchen is, is it seems to be open open as well to the whole area. So you can you can hear the sound of industri- industrious work coming from the kitchen as, as Safina's Wiener Schnitzel is being prepared. Mm. Now, let's cut upstairs to Eckhart. That's what, we, what we've all been waiting for. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Kitty leads you upstairs. You go up the, the main staircase and then she takes you out. So she opens the door and leads you in, into a vestibule. And she says, come this way, sir. I'm sure we can find something that amuses you beyond. She says with a with a wink. Give her a knowing smile and okay. uh, follow. She says, come back to my, my private chambers. Uh, I have a wonderful view of a over the city from there. So she takes you through the master suite vestibule and then through the bathing room. There's a, a grand porcelain tub standing, freestanding in the middle of the room with brass lion's feet, standing on brass lion's feet. And then she says, come this way. Leads you through the bathroom. She says, if you want to wash maybe before or after, you're very welcome. And then and then she leads you through to her salon at the back with windows all, all around and, and as she said, a, a very grand view over the city and she sits down and uh, her suite is is richly appointed has a a large canopied bed a marble fireplace leather armchairs bookshelves and an antique dining set looking around i imagine there's a a decanter yes without i don't say anything i just go over there and pour two of whatever's on the table and uh, hand her one Mm. she says ah frost and she clinks your your glass i uh nod and take a sip. But I say, so, I imagine you know me. Uh, you are very perceptive, Mr. Eckhart. Well, I hardly think that every uh, vagabond off the street uh, looking like myself is brought up to your uh, private salon. So, I appreciate the courtesy. 
looking around, I'll allow you to make a, a spot hidden roll, and you can make it has to be a hard spot hidden. All right. Nice. Oh, and you nailed it. You notice that there's some very old and very peculiar looking books on her very well stocked bookshelf. Some of them look positively ancient. Certainly quite intriguing. From where you're sitting, you can't see any of the titles, but she seems to have a pretty extensive library. And she says, Yes, uh, I am not in the habit of bringing random men up to my room, <laughs> no matter what people say about me. But you, Mr. Eckhart, you are a special case. Indeed. And uh, the fact that, that there was no one up here to meet us leads me to believe we have something to discuss. Yes, we most certainly do. It's my hope that we can come to an understanding that will be beneficial to all parties. Hmm. Yes. Now, Mr. Eckhart, you have been, been sniffing around a bit, haven't you? And as she says that, she says those words, there seems to be this sort of strange, sort of echoey sound, almost, in her voice. You blink a few times, because your vision has gone a bit, a bit wobbly. And you're going to have to make a constitution roll. It has to be a hard success. Ooh. No, that is not anywhere near enough. 29 luck. Uh, what are you on currently? 64. Yeah, up to you. <laughs> can you push it? Or? Yeah, no, this isn't really something you can push. No, I'm not going to allow you to push this. So my vision goes wonky and I'm like going to pass out here? Well, you're starting to... Like, the colours are starting to swirl in the wallpaper. Yes. And looking at Kitty's face... It seems to be sort of, I don't know, slightly distorting. It looks like her face is getting sort of almost like melting a bit in front of you. And you start to see these little pinpricks of light appearing everywhere in your vision. And she leans in a bit and she says, Ah, I can see it's working. Very good. Very good. So you're basically starting to hallucinate. And you're also feeling very drowsy and sort of woozy. So I want you to roll a d6. This is going to last a while. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to last a while. And she says, now, Mr. Eckhart, you can make this go easy or make it go hard. <laughs> That's no pun intended. She says, tell me where Desmond is and tell me where that film is that she stole. You must think me very stupid. No, I think you are very clever, Mr. Eckhart. And you must know I have no idea the answer to either of those questions. So you're going to have to make a fast talk roll, and you've got a penalty dice. For the next six hours... That's not a lie. I have no idea where she is. We didn't hide her. She left. I know who knows where it is, but I have no idea where it is. Uh, but fine. Wow. Nice. With the fumble at the end of there. Just to... <laughs> yeah, just... Could be now two penalty dice. <laughs> and she says, something tells me you are not lying, but I'm not sure I can trust you. You most certainly cannot trust me. No. I think we understand each other quite well. In that case, you will have to be a bit more pliant, I think. Is the drug or whatever it is affecting me in any way, like what I can can or how I respond? It's not... I mean, it's up to like, you because... Eckhart's you, done drugs before, you know? Yeah, you definitely feel very malleable, let's say. You can still control your actions. It's not like you're totally out of control, but you, you're feeling drowsy and open to suggestion. And basically what it means is you're going to have a penalty dice on all on every roll you make for the next six hours. Oh, wonderful. So, and also, you are starting to hallucinate lots of things. <laughs> so as well as maybe you, you think you hear a, a cat purring in the corner, and you turn quickly to look and there's no cat there. 
and then maybe you, you think you, you see something furry and dark moving behind the sofa and that sort of thing. She says, I think we should be a little bit more direct now, Mr. Eckhart. And as she says those words, feel this. I reach this, for my pistol yeah, under my um, jacket. Just... You reach for your pistol and she utters a word of command to you. And you're going to have to make an opposed power roll against her. Okay, well, so I get a penalty on that, I assume. You get a penalty dice on your power But I'm strong-willed, so I get a bonus. So I just roll oh, a regular. okay, so it's just a regular. Okay, good. Oh, my God! <laughs> oh, holy shit, there's that fumble oh, again. Wow, wow. Oh, my okay. God. Well, I mean, I'll roll, but... Oh, I yeah. just hit the roll, but I got, I got a 22. So, yeah, you yes. are completely enthralled to her as she utters that word of command. The, the drugs coursing through your system and just her immense presence in front of you and she says no mr eckhart do not take that revolver out of your holster what you will do mr eckhart is when you leave here you will go to wherever this film is you will find out where it is if you do not truly know where it is and you will bring it to me and nothing will stand in your way mr eckhart nothing yes mistress Course. And meanwhile, <laughs> oh man, that go horribly. <laughs> that really went horribly. You're completely enthralled to her with that fumbled roll. You I know, mean, Eckhart had it coming. He's had a run of like clutch luck that 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 fumble really uh, was another shoe dropping. <laughs> yeah, the funny thing is that once before you've you've uh, in the past you've actually fought off that exact spell, but this time Kitty was too strong for you. Remember when you were being made, made to punch Max? Or was Max being made to punch you? I can't remember who. One of no, you was... Gregor, no, Gregor tried to make him punch yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, meanwhile, downstairs, as you're... I'll just slightly retcon what happened with those two girls uh, in the powder room. Because when you said Hecate, they got very excited. And, and they said, come, come, look, look. You must know so much about, about our coven, about our practice. And they lead you back to the front parlour and, and perhaps what you didn't notice when you came in because there was so much going on. There's actually a plaster copy of an ancient Hellenistic statue depicting a goddess with three faces. And you know, of course, that this is Hecate and they, and they point to it and they say, see, she is our, our great mistress. What can you tell us about her? I look at them and I turn and I say, if that were indeed an actual replication of Hecate, you would not be able to see her with your eyes but, or they would be burnt from your face. For only those who are worthy can look upon the beauty of Hecate and all her three faces and drink from the mother's breasts. We just have to keep getting reminded of that over and over and over again. I mean, I think technically Abizu was like her handmaiden or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, you know, I'm, I'm, I might be exaggerating a little bit, but, you know, I, you know I'm, I'm in the moment. Yeah, and one of the girls sort of just plonks herself down on the, on the armchair and looks at you with wonder and saying, You are so wise. The one so young, how did you get this way? Well, do you know of the dolls? The dolls? Oh, yes. Um, let me let me see your hand. She holds out an elegantly manicured hand. I take it and I gently tap on it and make sure it's not like plastic <laughs> or plastic. Oh, no, she's she's warm. Okay. She, she's I say warm. Uh, there was an experiment to... Is it safe to talk? Which other of these girls here are part of the coven? And I look around. She leans and says, oh, no, these other three, they are not. They don't know anything. Oh, oh. There could be spies. You know, people are jealous. Jealous of those of us who are brought into the mother's womb and rebirthed again as uh, <laughs> the chosen ones. 
They're just staring at you now, wide-eyed in, in amazement at, at your the wonders that you have seen, the worlds that you have visited. They can maybe smell the power emanating off you, or is that just your cheap perfume? <laughs> My perfume is not cheap. <laughs> in the back parlour, then, where Max and Safina and Katrion are, you've all taken a bit of a, a sip of your drink and a, and a bite to eat now. So all three of you are going to also have to make a hard power roll. Everyone except... Oh, I was so not going to have anything to drink either. Oh, well. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, they, they handed out drinks, and none of you said that you weren't taking them, so... Well, I believe Safina didn't take a drink. She took tea. She oh, yeah. She asked <laughs> for meatballs. She ended up with Wiener schnitzel laced with acid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Armenian, you're starting to feel woozy. As is Max and Safina, you're all you're all feeling a little bit funny after taking your drink and your schnitzels and your and your tea. Unless anyone wants to spend a significant amount of luck, it would be twenty five for Katrian. It would be a huge amount for Safina. I don't have it. Okay, Max. How much would it be for nineteen for you? I mean, I was on the edge of my. I was very wary coming in, so I think. I don't have a lot of luck, but I think I'm going to use it. I think it's important that someone else is losing. Yes, I'm going to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You've got 60. You're fine. Yeah. So minus 19. Yeah. Okay. So Safina and Katrion, you, you start to feel drowsy. Safina, as you sort of maybe stumble backwards and sit down heavily on a velvet sofa, you see movement coming from your left. And these heavy velvet curtains seem to be rippling and moving next to you. I'm going to say, crap, the cat's back. And I'm going to grab my rake. <laughs> rake. Column or something. You brought the rake behind. in here? Yeah. I'm sorry. You would have had to leave the rake at the door if you brought oh, it. Okay, <laughs> fine. Is there a knife at the table that I've been using to cut my food? Yes. It's it's not sharp, but it, it is a knife. Yes. Right, I'll, I'll grab it and sort of duck behind either a piece of furniture or behind the table or like if there's a column in the room. And prepare to uh, strike at whatever pops out from behind the curtain. <laughs> you see the curtain bulge at the bottom, and, and it, it, it kind of pushes out towards the sofa that you you jumped off, and and then you see this dark furry shape come slinking out, and it just seems to almost crawl round the edge of the sofa towards you with its horrible oh, human yeah. hands and its fur-covered yeah. arms, and then you see the feline face and the ears twitching and the whiskers. And that mouth open in a snarl. And you're going to have to make a sanity roll with a penalty dice. But you're fine. <laughs> oh, thank God. You don't lose any sanity. But this thing is, is coming towards you. What are you going to do, Safina? I'm going to try to pounce on it. Okay. Attack. So you leap forward with your knife. I told you. It's here. No one believed me. You can make a fighting brawl roll with penalty dice. Because I'm so good at that. Yeah. <laughs> so you leap forward and you think you've landed a really solid blow on it because you're coming straight down and it seems to be caught off guard. And then you just kind of, something happens, you don't quite understand what's happening and you're falling through the thing. And then you end up in this heap on the floor, just your face just like shoved up against the, the leg of the sofa and you've got a nice bruise coming up in your cheek. Ow. Count Heldorf gets up and says, my dear, what on earth are you doing? Are you quite okay? comes over to tries tries to help you out. I was attacking the creature. Did you not see it? It was huge and furry. Creature? No, and there's black. nothing here. Nothing at all. You, you must be imagining things. Creatures. No. Did none of you see it? I'm going to look at my companions. So, Max, 
you definitely saw Safina just leaping into at nothing. <laughs> Katroyan, you can make me just make a luck roll. Ugh. You saw this thing briefly for a second as well, so you're going to have to make a, a sanity roll. Oh, great. You passed. You passed. Wow. Katroyan, you saw it as well. For a minute, you saw this hideous humanoid cat thing with a twisted, distorted face snarling at Safina. And then it disappeared when, when she leapt on it. I lean over to Max and say, I think we ought to leave now. Did I detect anything weird about the drink? Or I mean, I definitely see Savina acting weird. Yes. What's new? <laughs> what I'll say is that, you know, when you took that sip, you immediately tasted something strange in it, something very heady and almost perfumed about it. So you just stopped drinking it. And now Katarin's whispered that. Are there any candles around? Sure. I'm going to rush right over to a candle and I'm going to find the closest flammable thing I can find. Is there a napkin <laughs> or a tablecloth? Sure. I mean, there's probably some bottles of spirit. There's probably some... Yeah, I'm going to take one. I'm going to pour it on a tablecloth and I'm going to light it with the candle. I'm not being very subtle about this. I don't have any time. I'm going to no. do this. All right. I'm well, going to start can... yelling fire. Everyone out, fire. <laughs> make a dexterity fighting. roll. Uh, fighting brawl? <laughs> no, make a dexterity roll. <laughs> I'm brawling with the table. Okay, so... I'll say that you you manage to do all of that before anyone notices because you were kind of quick. Yeah, I have good sleight of hand as well. So yeah, I should have made you do a sleight of hand roll, but <laughs> but it's fine because I don't think anyone would expect that sequence of events to be happening. So maybe they thought you were pouring yourself a drink and you spilt it, and then suddenly candle. Now make a luck roll. Uh, I have much worse luck at the moment thanks to <laughs> oh yes, extreme <laughs> luck roll. Goodness me. What that means is it catches immediately. And then suddenly there's commotion in the room. Everyone's looking around saying, fire, fire. I yell. I just start to yell. Everyone out. And I'm just like marshalling people out. But I am looking for, I mean, Katorian has just said to me, let's get out of here. So I hope he, you know, takes this opportunity. I basically pick mm -hmm. up, I pick up Safina and throw her out Good. if I can. Uh, but I'm, I'm looking to get out Anne-Marie and uh, Eckhart now. But I'm sort of marshalling people, yelling, trying to panic people. And Count Heldorf just stands up immediately and says, this is nothing, it's a small fire. And he and he goes over to a... I'm going to try and stop anyone from putting out the fire if they... Oh, are you? Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to push them like, we need to get out. It's caught. It's too late. We need to get out. He says, nonsense, nonsense. This is easy to get out. And he goes over to the corner where there's like a potted plant and he just grabs the plant, pulls it out. He says, this will put it out in, in seconds. Get out of there, you fool. I'm going to push him, I'm going to push him away. Okay. As hard as I can. All right. Well, in that case, he's going to not let you do that necessarily. So let's see what his stats are. Probably not great. Oh, no, he's a bit of a tough guy. He's strength 70, size 75. He didn't look it in the picture. No, he didn't. He didn't, but he's, he's tall and he's got lean muscle on him. Okay. You're going to need to do a maneuver if you can try and push him out of the way. So mm -hmm. it's an opposed fighting brawl roll, and you need to beat his level of success. Okay. Yeah. Well, you've got a regular success. Oof. And, oh no, I rolled an 11. So he got an extreme. So actually, he just kind of shoves you back. And in fact, he kind of, with the, the heel of his hand, he just kind of shoves you in the face to get you out of the way. And it's a quite a thumping blow that he lands on you he does five damage to you from that and you sort of stagger backwards i now have a reason to hit him as hard as i can <laughs> i you say do. how dare you sir you and do I 
but but that was your action that was your action yeah. okay he then just tips the pot of soil onto your small fire that you started on the table and yep. i'm going to make a luck roll for him actually he doesn't these npcs don't have luck so i'm not going to make a luck roll i'll make a dexterity roll for him instead and yeah he he manages to put it out almost immediately and then he shouts to you you insane man do you not know who i am he clicks his fingers and the other two brown shirts are starting to come into the room but they're up the stairs aren't they no they're in they're in number 10 they're they're in the front parlor you're in the back parlor before you react let's let's see what katrin and, and safina are doing i was heading out of the place with safina under my arm right <laughs> Okay. Like, uh, no, you don't get to look around. No, I don't care where your rake is. <laughs> We're leaving now. Okay. And the, the two brown shirts are coming in. Just So let's say you got halfway out of the room when this brawl started behind you. So as you're trying to get to the exit, these two brown shirts get up and they, they're looking at you and they're saying, you're not going anywhere. You're this, this man. Get get back in there. We'll find out. What, we'll get to the bottom of this. What is this nonsense? You put, put that woman down and... and I'm immediately switching to another distraction, which is now I have, he's, he's pushed me and hurt me and I'm just going to attack him now. I'm going to say, how dare you? I was trying to save your life and I was going to punch him. Are you just going to punch him in the face? Yeah. Excellent. Can, if the brown shirts are in the same room with me, right? Mm, yes, they are. So you see all this well, happening. What, what would it take for me to get up and hit him in the back of the head with a chair when they try to stop Torian? Is that like a... It would be a fighting brawl. Okay, I'll tell you what, if you, if you can do it subtly, it'll be an automatic knockout so but i need, need to do what stealth probably okay or, I'll you stealth it. Just, or, or you could just attack them actually how, how heavy is this hecate statue i want to hit him with the hecate statue <laughs> fantastic well it's caster <laughs> yeah. so it's not not too heavy i'm sure you could pick it up okay all right so if i if i can stealth it then i can uh, try to hit him on okay that's what i do yeah <laughs> i'm better at stealth than i am at fighting brawl so should i do that before or after the the max punch Oh, no, this would be after, I think, because you, okay. maybe you're taking a second to react and you're, yeah. you, you're, you're trying to see what's going on. Yeah, yeah so, I'll, so I'll say, while it's all happening, I just look at the girls and I say, Hecate will save us. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I love that. But uh, it was knocking someone out with a priceless Ming vase or something. It's the absolute classic whole thing. Okay, so let's take this in order. Let's do Max first. So you're going to take a good old swing at Heldorf. Yeah, yeah. I guess I don't. I'm just going to do unarmed. I haven't. Put my brass knuckles on or anything hmm well that's a 46 and you rolled a, the absolute worst damage you could possibly <laughs> roll. that's so unlucky well let's see because he's gonna fight back you're, you're in a fist fight now with this guy yeah, he's just gonna yeah, punch right. back and you've beaten his level of success yeah just i mean you got the same level of success but you're better than him so you land him a glancing blow on the cheek and he goes shrine you will pay for this insult to an sdip you'll pay for this and he's going to take a swing at you. Yeah. Do you want to fight back as well? Fight back. That's all I do. Okay, so he lands. Okay, now that oh, is yes. much better. So you absolutely clock him right in the face, maybe on the bridge of the nose, and his nose just splits. Blood goes everywhere, and he's down. He's just, like, out cold on the ground. Nice one. <laughs> so whilst all this going on in the front parlor, Amory is sneaking up behind the two Nazis with her Hecate statue. So make a stealth. I'm going to try. All right. Let's see. This is going to be important because I cannot beat two Nazis. Ah, very good. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, so I look at the girls and I say, fear not, Hecate will save us. And I walk up and I, I, I take the statue of Hecate and I kind of creep up like on my tippy toes and I smash it over the head of the Nazi. I smile like a Torian. <laughs> and he goes stumbling forward and he's knocked out cold. 
the other one spins around and says, Fast, fast! And then, then he realizes, he sees that Heldorf has been knocked out. And he says, You for pay for this! And he's going to try and escape, actually. He's, oh. he, he realizes he's outnumbered. So oh. he's going to make a he's going to make a dodge roll. And I'm going to try to, I'm actually going to try to restrain him. Oh, okay. Sorry. All right, in that case, why don't we do... Well, you've got a penalty die, so you're seeing three right. of him at the moment. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> so make a fighting brawl with a penalty dice. No, so unless I, I roll a fumble... Um, well, it depends what Safina does. Safina might want to intervene as well. I'd like to think you still got yeah, your... Yeah, am I still traumatized? Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, you both need to roll a d6 to see how many hours oh, right. you're going to be under the influence of this thing. Oh, God, okay. Safina? Three. Three hours. Well, I guess it's longer than this whole little shindig is yes. going to last for. So <laughs> he's going to make a dodge roll. He, Yeah, he just needs to. Okay, he succeeds. He evades your clumsy attempt to tackle him, Katroyan. Safina, you see this man trying to head for the exit. Do you want to do anything? Given that Katroyan's already attacked him, you, it would, you would get a bonus dice if you try and do the same. Yeah, I'll try. I'll grab okay, him. So that means you can just roll regular. Just roll the green. It's just a fighting brawl, right? There's nothing to Unless you're trying to grab him. something else. I don't have my rake. <laughs> okay. Yeah, fighting just make a regular fighting brawl. brawl. No. 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 Oh, man. I have, like, what's the opposite of being on fire? On shit. You make a feebler swipe at him as he goes past and he uh, charges off out into the vestibule. And at that precise moment, Eckhart, you appear from the down the staircase. I come down the stairs, and I, like, the place is filled with smoke, and I'm still hallucinating. I say, what the hell happened? We need to go, right now. Let's go. And I head for the door. I, I look around, I see, you know, fancy guy on the ground. I know this crew. <laughs> Let's go. I'm going to pick him up, held off, and take him mm -hmm. with me. With oh, us. no, I agree. Uh, and I'm going to gesture to Anne-Marie, like, let's go. Let's run. Like, just so I get a feel for, like, Berlin, this is kind of an odd character question. If I were to run after this Nazi and shoot him in the street, that's probably not legal, right? No, not only is it not legal, but we're probably, the, with all the broad avenues and stuff, it's probably, like, in wide open. Okay, yes, I'm not good. Okay, I, I, I just yeah. want to make sure. Because I know we shot someone yeah. before, but they were, like, trying to kill us, so that's different. All right, yeah, so I will just, uh, I'll wink at the two ladies, and I'll say, uh, I'll see you at the seance, and I'll run out the door. I kind of take my heels off so I can run. Like, I kind of scoop them off as I'm running. Excellent. So... You have left a scene of a trail of carnage behind you as per usual as you stumble out into the cold evening air and you hear shouting coming from behind you and a couple of the Thalon girls have kind of come out onto the veranda area. They're sort of shouting down at you and they're saying, Don't come back, you crazy idiots. You cause so much trouble. We will tell the, the hires up about you. And one of them maybe picks up a, a shoe and throws it at you as you're running off. Maybe it's one of your shoes. <laughs> Were these the girls that, that I was talking to? No, this is a couple of, oh, okay. uh, of other girls. Right. But this is a couple of the regular girls. Oh, all right. Yeah, I don't care about them. Okay, so <laughs> that went about as well as could be expected, given your track record. I didn't think it could possibly go worse than my scene went, but, you know. <laughs> but we kidnapped eh. the Nazi commander, right? We're good. Oh, hang on. Did you kidnap him? Yeah, yes. that's what yeah, Max took him. Oh, sorry, I didn't yeah, register I that bit. Okay, so hang on. Let's, re let's do that scene again, because I, I thought you just left him there. Okay, so you're dragging Heldorf out. Like Maybe no, you've got I'm him propped up. Him over, I throw him over my shoulder. You throw him over your shoulder. So you're, yeah. you're st staggering out under the not inconsiderable weight of Heldorf. And as, as you come out, the, these two girls who were not who were just regular salon girls, not not witches. They come out and they're shouting and screaming as senators at you. And they say, We will tell the high command about you. You will not get away with this. Count Heldorf is a very respected member of, of our community. And 
and one of them throws a shoe at you. Oh, I'm going to try to throw my shoe at one of them. <laughs> okay, we can throw a roll. All right, I'm, gonna, I'm not very good at this, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to say, uh, you know who else is well-respected? Don't worry, uh, I'm, no, I'm going to spend luck. Yes. <laughs> two luck, right? Yeah, so you spend yeah, two luck. And, and, I want and to hit him with the shoe. The shoe goes sailing across the cold Berlin <laughs> night, and, and it clonks her on the head, and she takes one point of damage, and she goes, ow! <laughs> she screams out in, in shock and pain. What kind of shoe was it? I say, uh, you know who else is well-known? And I throw my shoe, and I'm not sure what the designers would be in 1930s Berlin, but I say some designer shoe, you know, like uh, Louis Vuitton or something, but obviously it wouldn't be that. <laughs> but I hit it with a shoe. Wonderful. Coco Chanel, I think. Coco Chanel, yeah. I say, you know who else is? Coco Chanel, I hit it with a shoe. <laughs> Fantastic. She was a Nazi. <laughs> she, I think she was, wasn't she? What, she was what, a Nazi spy. Um... She's at least a sympathizer, if not like an actual spy. Yeah, she was. Spy. She was born in 1883, and yeah, yeah, there you go. She was pretty famous. Yeah. That's anyway, so I, that's why I say I open the door for Eckhart to, to get in the car. <laughs> so I'm sure he's about. Oh, you're probably ahead of me. I'll have Max rather to get in the car. Sorry. Yeah, I'm like leading the way. Okay, so when you get to the car, you can all make. You'll need to make an extreme spot hidden. The uh, all of you can make an. Oh, this can is... try and make an extreme spot hidden roll. We all have penalties, though, right? Some of you have, not all of you. But anyone who's got a penalty has a penalty. Yeah. So, Safina, you, uh, yeah, so Safina, you, you would have a penalty dice on that. So, yeah, oh, extreme. Whoops, We're not gonna see shit. So just roll d10, because I mean you're close, but now you're not. <laughs> okay. Did anyone get close? Wait, let me see mine. No, no one got close. No. Wow. No. <laughs> that pen- actually, it was your first roll, so even the penalty dice wouldn't have made any difference there. But, but yeah. So none of you noticed this, but because as you get to the car and you're f- maybe you're fumbling for your keys, Katroyan, suddenly these shapes come out of the shadows. Some of them were hiding behind the car. Others were behind dustbins, and you are suddenly all assaulted by five of these cat things. Oh, man. So again, you're all going to have to make a sanity roll. Those of you penalty dice with a penalty. Those of you under the influence with a penalty dice. You've got to be kidding. I made it. Oh wait, no, I did. I made a hard success. No, you didn't. Yeah. Oh, that's. Oh, sorry. I'm looking at the yeah the spot hidden. Okay, so so Eckhart fails. Oh my god, should I um, fumbled? Katrian gets a hard, a critical. Uh, what well, you're no, rolling some crazy press. stuff today, you guys. Amory's fine. Safina fails. Oh my god, a Max fumble. What's going on? The only other person yeah. who's not on drugs besides me now fumbles on this. Oh dear. Well, you're about to have a bout of madness when you roll a fumble. I don't know what it is about seeing these things, Max. What is it about seeing these horrific cat creatures that makes it so shocking to you? I think it's because I just completely did not believe Safina when she's described these things vividly. I've just thought she's seen a regular cat and she's just a crazy street dweller. (laughs) So seeing five of them suddenly, and also I just saw her like freak out. So now it's like every time she's been correct and maybe she saw one in the salon as well. And I think that just all rushes to my head at once. And given that you fumbled, the thing that makes it shocks you to your core and sends you spiraling into a bout of madness is that one of them has a face that is familiar. It's Belshazzar's face. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah, that would do it. (laughs) That would do it. (laughs) And you take six points of sanity. You lose six points of sanity, and you're about to have a bout of madness. So roll and hit the real-time bout of madness button. Phobia. Well, I mean, it's really... There's only one phobia this could be, really, isn't it? (laughs) 
you've basically got wickophobia, fear of witches and witchcraft. I mean, come on. Is it for one round or is it? Just well, it's going to be. It is only for one round. So you're just going to run from this thing because you know this is intimately, or you're just going to not be able to act. Or I, I don't know. Tell me what. What you're absolutely terrified of what you see. Yeah, I'm holding this Nazi. Mm. Swing the Nazi. Um, I think you're going to drop him for a start. Yeah, yeah. I think I would say I'd be frozen, but I mean, I, I'll leave it up to you whether I'm frozen or I run. I think you're frozen in fear, basically, especially because the horrifying realization that they've got to the one person that sort of understands you and they've turned him into one of these creatures yeah it's just mind shattering now you're going to have this phobia permanently but as with Safina it doesn't manifest unless you have a bout of madness right so it's there sort of underlying it is permanent unless you unless you can get psychotherapy however so that's you that was pretty intense Eckhart, you need to roll a d6. Of course. Wow. Of course. Okay. Well, you could spend 12 luck if you have it. Yeah, I think I probably will do that. I okay. like being sane. Yeah, so that that reduces it to 3. So you're you're going to not be able to act this round though cuz again you're you're shocked at seeing these things. The Armenian is totally fine even though he's hallucinating. Maybe you still think you're hallucinating, I don't know. That's probably not a good thing. <laughs> We've just seen so many weird things that you know, I just I saw a librarian turn into a demon once and try to kill me. Yeah, this so. is had enough therapy <laughs> to get through that. Yeah. Exactly. Like this is like they're cat things. We're gonna shoot them. It'll be fine. Exactly. That this is low low stakes. You're seeing here. Amory is fine. Safina though, for once, has failed her uh, sanity roll. So roll me a d6, please. Oh, I thought that was another six. Oh, no, it just. Okay, so you only take two. You could spend four luck to make that one if you want. Yeah. That's... Okay, so so you you lose a couple of points of sanity, and and I think again, I, I'm going to say that you, you're not able to act this round either. So the only people that can act this round are Katrian and Amory. But these creatures are, are very quick and they've got the jump on you and they jump, clawing, biting and scratching towards you. And I'm going to say that three of them are going to attack. So two of them are going to attack. Two of them are going to attack Amory. So two of them launch themselves at you, Amory, with their long talons outstretched, trying to rake your beautiful face. Oh my god. Yeah, that isn't nice, is it? Is your face insured? <laughs> <laughs> so the first one... Oh, that is a terrible miss. Maybe in the darkness, and maybe you'll dodge out the way easily. Uh, you could, if you want, you can try and fight back against it, or you could just uh, try and dodge. I mean, you, you don't really need to dodge. You could just do nothing and avoid it. Well, if I fight back and I fail, does it hit me? No, but the reason not to fight back is that, that you can only do that once per round, and you're being attacked. Oh. By a second okay. one. So yeah, well, I will dodge, which means I don't have to do anything, right? Yeah, I mean, it? you can make the roll anyway, because I right, will. Why not? It's always fun to roll something. Nope, I would have failed. Okay. Well, it doesn't. Yeah, but it didn't hit you. So you maybe you, you're both quite clumsy, but it's clumsier than you are. I only have one shoe on. Yeah, the second one comes into attack. All right, this one I'll yeah. piss off. Oh no! Can only once you you know if you're dodging you. you have your to dodge period. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh, and yeah, you're just. <laughs> he rolled an, another 94. Oh, really terrible rolling. You know what? Given that you rolled really badly, I will allow you to maybe take a swipe at it as it goes flying okay. past you. If you're going to make a fighting. Yeah, sure. Why not? I'm good. I'll still get to shoot when I my turn around, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm a terrible at fighting. Just... Yeah. <laughs> I'm like. And and then the other one has come in to attack uh, Katrian. I'm rolling really badly. Do you want to fight back? There's only one attacking you, so. You... No, I would actually prefer to shoot it with my Luger if I can do that. No, because this is its attack. So you it's, can 
only it's fight back with a fighting brawl. So with a fighting brawl. Now you can mm -hmm. shoot next round. I mean, you can shoot on your turn. but uh. Right. Okay. And I'm no good at dodging, so I guess I have to fight. Well, you don't need to dodge because it missed. Oh, okay. I don't want to fight back. I just want to be able to shoot next round. No, no, you can. Oh. You can but you can also oh, okay. fight back this round on its attack. Okay. So out comes the blackjack. I guess I have to roll a penalty dice, right? Yes, you've got a penalty dice. Okay. Okay. I just clicked. They're <laughs> delayed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you swipe at nothing. Maybe it sort of transformed into into shooting stars as it leapt over towards you, and you, you were distracted by the pretty lights. You just swipe at, at thin air, and what you sort of realize that while you're being kind of harried by these three cats, as the cat things, is that the other two they've actually grabbed Heldorf by his arms, and they're dragging oh, him away down the street. So we will now allow Anne-Marie and Katroyan to act. Anne-Marie. I shall okay. shoot my little pistol. I, I reach down into my, my uh, garter and I pull out my little pistol and I'm going to fire three times because I have the special fighting thing that I have. You do indeed. Yeah, so shoot. Oh, except I won't because I fumble. Oh my god, that's amazing. That's amazing. Oh, How many so fumbles terrible. have we had? You fire and it just it just doesn't ignite the round. It just stays in the chamber. So, so I can shoot again because it's a revolver. You can shoot again. Yeah, you Aha. can shoot again. That's why I have a revolver, not like these kids with their automatics. And I miss. Oh my god, and then you I have a terrible off. shot. You are, no, you're a good shot. You got a Usually, 60, yeah. but yeah. but I don't know, just the panic, the, yeah. this intense like Yeah, this this cat's all over me. Alright, one more. Okay. One more. <laughs> and I miss oh again. My god. You could spend luck on that last one. It's only 10. Uh, it's up to you. Uh, no, I'm going to just... I'll miss it. It's fine. Okay, so... No, just okay. so do we already have the car door open or we're still like, standing in the street? No, like, you have next... you're at the car, but you haven't managed to get the car door oh, open. Right, right, right. so they pounced on you just as you were getting to the car. All right, then I guess I'll stand there and shoot him then until we get the car open. <laughs> okay, Katroyan. What do okay. you want to do? I'm only I'm going to take careful aim and shoot at one of these. Well, as clear, careful as I can under under my current state, and try to shoot one of these escaping cat things with the count in the back. Okay, so because it's nighttime and it's dark out, right? You will have you'll actually have a penalty dice on it. So, so you, this means you'll have two penalty dice to try and shoot one of the ones that's dragging the count down the street. Count one well, what about one of the ones that's in front of me? That you would actually be firing with no penalty dice because it's at point blank. Oh, okay. Well, then that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> okay. Then that's what I'm going to do. And it's a fail. It's a fail. Do you want to spend uh, How about a little... Yes, I'm, I'm spending 13 luck. Okay. So. All right. So you spend 13 luck. Roll the damage for your... Okie dokie, which was... I think that was... Oh, hold on. You just rolled a sanity roll. What's oh, whoops. What's your... My firearms is 55. Okay, so you only need to spend 8 luck. Then. Okay, so okay, so I, I my 8 luck... I mean, you're so very welcome to I keep making sanity rolls all night if you want. No. <laughs> no. No skin off my nose. No, 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 no. <laughs> Alright, so roll the damage. Okay, 6. I think that might be enough. These cat things are not strong. So, yeah, you just fire straight into its hairy, dark body and it, and it drops to the ground with a squeal, twitches a few times and then lies still. And given that everyone was frozen in fear, more or less, for a round or couldn't act, I will let, and these things are extremely agile, they're going to get another chance. So the two that are still in combat with you, they kind of, they lift their heads up and they look around quickly to see what's going on. And then one of them makes a slashing motion towards your face, Kadroyan. And that is a hit. Do you want to dodge uh -oh. or fight back? I'm going to try to fight back. Okay. Oh, yeah. 
Yes. However, fight back, you need to beat the level of success. So you haven't. Oh, okay. Unless, no. no, you'd have had to have a hard success. So you try and punch, you try and whack it with your blackjack in your other hand, and it's too agile, and it just comes raking down with its claws into your face, and it does four damage. And the other one is going to try and escape and it, the other one slinks off into the shadows really quickly and is gone and by the time you've kind of got your wits together what you see is a very uh, unwholesome sight you see dozens of them suddenly appearing oh no and they create this sort of cat raft and they spirit away held off down a dark alleyway as he's disappearing you hear these cat-like squeals of triumph as they have escaped with their prey. like a pack of rats yeah oh god <laughs> a pack of, of cats. cat rats cat rats <laughs> <Okay>. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was just lying unconscious on, on top of them as, as they spirited him away and they're clutching him in their horrible little paws. And then you come to your senses. You're a bit scratched and a bit a bit shaken, but yeah, seems like they didn't want you to get hold of Heldorf, these creatures. I look at Max and I say, don't worry, we'll see him tomorrow. I drop the dead bullets out of my gun and reload it. <laughs> <laughs> That'll make your next meeting kind of interesting. <laughs> that he punched his lights out. We should look at and the then... picture and see if he still has a, uh, if he has a black eye now. <laughs> Actually, do you have the picture on you? No. No. <clears throat> okay. Can we cut to that? Yeah, because I, I would okay. actually say that. I wonder if it, the picture would be affected. So you go to your... Where was it? Was it Egon put it in the safe? Egon right? l locked it up in the safe. Yeah, well, there's right. a couple versions of the picture. One of them is in the safe with the originals or everything else, and the other one is with the lawyer, mm -hmm. with the dead man switch. So it could be the place. That's right. Okay, so you all head back to... Is it the Bonobo or the Sophie? Let's go to I the Bonobo. The you drive to the Sophie. Yeah. Okay. Okay, if I was being really mean, I'd make you make a driving roll, <laughs> given that you're hallucinating. Do it. Make him make a driving roll. He's extra focused, though. <laughs> All right, make a driving roll with a penalty dice. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Are you going to wreck my car? Find out. No. No. Almost. Oh, At one point, Katroyan, um, because you're, you're also hallucinating, you're both sitting, you're in the passenger, uh, front passenger seat. Katroyan's driving, and in the back, Max, who isn't hallucinating right now? Well, I'm not, and neither is Max, yeah. Okay, so Max and Anne-Marie, at one point you realise that Eckhart has just gradually veered into the wrong lane and he's driving into the oncoming traffic and you have to yell at him and he veers back into the right lane. And so you, you get back to the Sophie in one piece somehow. And yeah, the safe is, is opened up. And yeah, you look at the photo. Looking closely, not only are there two black rings under Heldorf's eyes, which you're almost certain weren't there before, and he's got a plaster over his nose, and he's also got a very different expression on his face, because he's looking sideways at you, and he's scowling. This is fascinating. Um, yes, and I think that is where we will have to end, end the session. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, this is very interesting. All right, we got a little magic picture going on. Yeah, you do indeed. If I was being a bastard, I'd make you make another sanity roll now. <laughs> well, I mean, we expected it though, right? I mean, how does that work? Yeah, but you expected it. <laughs> <laughs>